If you would take your Bibles tonight and turn to the book of Romans, chapter 8, we're going to begin in verse 14. Are you glad to be a child of God tonight? That's the title of the message, Glad to Be a Child of God. I don't know how many times I've gone over the verse, read it, quoted in a sermon, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice, well, we should do that in a sermon, we should do that uh, every, every day of our lives and everything that we do, that's the command, so we're going to do that in a message tonight, glad to be a child of God, Romans 8, starting in verse 14, says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and join heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. There was a TV show that, that I watched a lot when I was a kid. It was called Different Strokes. And, and it, it was a show about the, these two boys, primarily. Now, there was, there was a man named Mr. Drummond in this show, and he had a maid, and this maid had two boys, and she passed away. And after she passed away, he started thinking, obviously, well, these, these boys are going to go back to the projects. They're going back to the low life. And he decided to bring them into his home. And he started showing them the high life. And the show revolved around the idea of these two boys who were doing away with the old ways and learning a new way in a new environment. The comical part of it was these two trying to lose that old pattern of life that they had. And you know, God has brought you and I up out of the miry clay and He has seated us in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, and we are to no longer drag around in those old habits of the flesh as a child of the King. And this is something that you and I can accomplish. This is something that we can do. We have been brought into the superiority of the spiritual life. Paul is writing of the spiritual life that we have in Jesus Christ here. And there are rights and there are privileges of a child of God that we all enjoy in a relationship with our Lord and Savior as children of God. How could we not be glad to be a child of God tonight? I pray that that, that one thought, that that one personal rejoicing is going on in our hearts 
by the, by the end of the service tonight that if we, not, if we are not already, that we will be rejoicing and be glad to be a child of God. There are three things we're going to look at tonight that would tell us why we're glad to be a child of God. And the first one is adoption. We can be glad because of adoption. In verse 14, we see, and I'll call this the closeness of the family. It says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. The moment that we believed, that we trusted in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we became the sons of God. Ladies, God's not leaving you out. You are His child, but, but God uh, has His Word come forth in the masculine. But you're included too, of course. But for all of us as children of God, there was a change that took place from what we were in Adam. There was a transplant that happened from us from one family to another. We came into a new family when we came to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. We entered into the family of God. It is wonderful that we are called the children of God. But we are not just called the children of God. We are the children of God. That is now, that is current for you and I. We can claim it. We can claim it boldly. We have a father and we are a child now to a wonderful father. We are the children of God. We heard a little bit from 1 John 3, 2 this morning and it says beloved now are we the sons of God and we see it here in this verse for as many as are led by the spirit of God they are the sons of God now by the way as you look at that verse 14 that is not a requirement for you and I to be children of God. The only requirement for you and I to become a child of God is to believe on God's Son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for our sins, was buried and raised again. By faith in Him, we become a child of God. So as we look at this, this simply means that those who enter into the family of God begin to act like the family of God. There are many of you, maybe all of you, probably every single one of you can identify with a family member that you act like or that you talk like, that you identify a similar trait in some way. I always told my mama that I look like my dad. And she said I didn't. I don't know why she has done that to me. You know, my two other brothers, they're, they're mama's boys, but I was a daddy's boy. And maybe that was it. But my family had photos out one day. They were actually making something for me, and I didn't know about it. And I noticed this certain picture of myself. I'm not in the habit of looking at pictures of myself, but there was something about this picture, and I picked it up and looked at it. And I thought about a picture of my dad. And I drove 45 minutes to my mama's, and I went through every photo album. Of course, it was the last one, but when I got to it, that photo that came to my mind, I pulled it out, and I put mom beside it. I said, look, mom, I, look, I do look like dad. And I had said, I guess I act like him. I just, uh, 
And, and she said, at that time, okay, I'll, I'll give in. Okay, you do, you do look like him, but you don't act like him. And I kid you not, just a week later, I'm, I'm sitting on my back patio drinking coffee and I'm studying my Bible. And my neighbor, he keeps his trash can right up next to the fence. It's like 12 feet from my patio and it's up against my fence. So when he goes to his trash can and raises that lid, it hits the fence and, and it makes all kinds of noise. And my dogs go over there and bark at him and makes me feel bad as a neighbor in a way that they do that. But you know what I said to him instead? I said, Bob, could you be a little more quiet throwing your trash away because you're disturbing my dogs? Why would I say something like that? Because that was my dad's sense of humor. That is exactly what, after I said that, I thought my dad would have said that. And the stories are probably rolling through your mind right now of you with your family and some member of your family that you have an inherited trait like or it was just developed between you as family close together in the time you spent together. As a matter of fact, the family members you might butt heads with are the ones that are alike. Uh, we've learned that over time. You're, you're like those that you kind of butt heads with, I guess. But anyway, we see, we see here that we have been adopted and there's a closeness of family. There are family members you talk like. There are family members you act like. One man was watching an old video of a wedding in his family. And he thought he saw himself walking from the backside up into the church. And it wasn't him, it was his son. And he realized after all these years, his son had the same little stagger that he had when he walked. They walked the same way. And you find that in family. We develop traits of family members and traits are developed in the members of the family of God. As children of God, led by the Spirit, we are being changed. And this change starts to resemble our Father in heaven. This change starts to resemble our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, there are assurances of our salvation. There are assurances that we are saved. And one is we begin to act less and less like ourselves and more and more like our Lord and Savior. That is something that no one can do without being saved. But when we enter the family of God and we are a child of God, He is working in us to make us more like our Lord and Savior. There's the closeness of family, but we also see in verse 15, we see the connection with the Father. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. This connection that we have with the Father is by way of adoption. And it has brought about a disconnect for you and I from the bondage of fear. You know, Paul uses this word adoption. And as we think about adoption today, or the situation of adoption, 
It's a wonderful thing that takes place. I've heard a lot of wonderful testimonies from people. One stands out that, that someone wasn't their mother by, because they came from her, but by what she put into them, raising them. They were her mother. And, and there's wonderful stories, but unfortunately there, there are also sad stories about the treatment of an adopted child. It was kind of hard to do that under Roman law. Because Roman law had some stipulations about adoption. Adoption into a family was highly regarded under that law. The word adoption, it means to place as a son. And when we consider this day and time, and, and we consider a father in a family, he had a lot of power. I mean, I mean, he could work his children as slaves. He could sell his children as slaves. He could even have his children sentenced to death for, what, for certain things that they might do. He could do all of these things to his own children. He had power over his children at all ages. But if a child were adopted under Roman law, there were legal stipulations involved here. The child would be adopted with the understanding under law that it was permanently and that it was for life. You could not abandon your adopted child. You could not sell your adopted child. The adopted child had just as much rights as the child at home and obviously more protection than one's very own child by way of adoption. And the former family of that adopted child had zero rights to the child after that. Any connection with the former family was completely dissolved. And I tell you what, when you and I came to Jesus, Adam lost all his rights. He lost all his strongholds over us and they hold no more. We are a forever child of God with full rights in God. We have the connection with the Father we see here, but there's also the conquering of the flesh as we look over these two verses, verses 14 and 15, that we've shared already. Now, we were helpless to resist the influence of the flesh before we were saved. We sinned because we were just acting natural. That's what we were in the flesh, and we couldn't fight the flesh. Satan led us, and there was no resistance of Satan's leading in our lives. But now, we are led by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God who lives in us, and we are no longer led by the flesh. We have been delivered from carnal leadership. We have been delivered from the leadership of Satan over our lives with him as our father. We have been delivered from the power of the flesh uh, like it was and the bondage of fear. But our relationship with the Lord, which permits us now to address the Father, He is our leader now. He is in charge of us now. We call Him Abba, Father. That word Abba 
It means daddy. It's a word that is dear. It's a word that would tell us of this intimacy that we have in relationship with God as our Father. We can cry out to God as our Father and we can call Him Abba Father. We can call Him Daddy. And we have that comfort of a Father in Heaven taking care of us. There is the reality in this intimate relationship of true dependence on Him as our Father. And He's a good Father. When I grew up, a little kid with my dad, I remember back to, I was telling Kenley the other day, I remember back to five years old as a kid with my dad. And my dad was a lineman. He always worked with wire, big wire when he was young. He worked with little wire when he was older, but he was constantly twisting that wire. And my dad would, would flex that forearm, and here I am, this little five-year-old kid, and he says, feel my muscle, son. And I would touch that forearm, and I couldn't believe the granite that he was packing in that forearm. He was so strong. I, I just felt completely comfortable with my dad no matter what. We would go to a week, our weekend place up in the country and our power would be turned out. We'd forget to pay the bill, but we'd stay in this little shack with no power, couldn't see our hand in front of our face. My dad would tell me these scary, scary stories. But ultimately, and I would be shaken for a minute, but ultimately I was fine. I was fine because I was with my dad and I knew he only meant good for me and I knew he was going to take care of me. I depended on him. And so we call our Father in heaven, Abba Father, Daddy Father, and it's an intimate relationship and we can depend upon him. He cares for us and he means nothing but good for you and I and we experience this in relationship with him. We experience a father who only wants good for us. Can we be glad tonight because of adoption? Paul knew that those in Rome, they knew the law of adoption. And everything that came along under Roman law with with adopting a child. And then what does he say here? He says, but ye have received the spirit of adoption. Praise the Lord that God has made us His children. We're glad because of adoption tonight. Let us be glad because of awareness also. Verse 16 says, The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. We do not just learn that we have been adopted, but we are aware in our lives that adoption has happened to us and that we are the children of God. He goes with us. We have a relationship with the Holy Spirit of God. Jesus tells His disciples, which goes for us too, He says, the Father has given us another comforter that he may abide with us forever. He says, we know him and he dwelleth with us and is in us. That's what Jesus told his disciples and it's for you and I too. What an amazing, empowering help that you and I have 
that he is to us. And it's something that we must never take for granted but in the ministry of the Holy Spirit to you and I. Because we would not live one inkling, we would not live one portion, one bit of the Christian life without the ministry of the Holy Spirit living in us and empowering us to live the Christian life. He goes with us. He guides us in a silent way. The Holy Spirit influences us in a very subtle way. He influences us and in a silent way speaks to our hearts. The Bible says He leads and He guides us into all truth. We make decisions that are against our feelings, hopefully a whole lot, and we find out that it has worked out for good. We make decisions that we wouldn't in and of ourselves make on our own, but we're influenced by the Lord. And, and we see that He saw something that we didn't see, and we trusted him and it felt like and it and it looked like the wrong thing to do it ended up being the right thing to do and god got glory for it we couldn't take the glory for ourselves he guides us in our decisions and we clearly comprehend it's by the holy spirit's persuasion in our lives there is a great concern if the idea of God speaking to our heart, and, and when I say that, I don't mean that in an audible way. Pastor Stone says something to the effect this morning that he'd probably have a heart attack if that happened out loud. And, and, and I feel the same way. But nevertheless, without, without, without voice, without noise, God speaks to our hearts. And he leads us and he influences us. But, it, but if that doesn't have a familiarity to you, that is something to be very concerned about because the ministry of the Holy Spirit leads and guides all of us. It takes place within the life of the believer. Right here in this Romans chapter 8 and verse 9, it says, But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ... He is none of His. When we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior, that verse clearly tells us that in that moment, the Holy Spirit comes to live in the life of the believer. It is not later. We don't do jumping jacks to get the Holy Spirit to live within us. He's given to us the moment that we believe in Jesus Christ. He goes with us. He guides us. We can be glad because of awareness tonight. He has made us aware that we are children of God. Listen to it again. Verse 16, the Spirit itself beareth witness with us, with our spirit, that we are the children of God. Praise God for the assurance and the knowing and, and God letting us know that we are His children well, we can be glad because of abundance tonight. Verse 17, And if children, then heirs, heirs of God 
and join heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. There was a family who lived very poor. They thought they were poor, and so they lived poor. When all along, underneath their house, underneath their yard, on their property, was an abundance of wealth. They went around living as poor as can be, and then one day they realized they were walking on oil on their property. There was oil under that ground. And they had an amazing wealth. All of a sudden they're happy that they say they became rich. But the truth is they were rich the whole time. They just didn't know it. There was the discovery of it, but they had it before they ever discovered it. And there are a lot of wealthy people walking around today who don't realize it because every child of God has an abundance, has the greatest, most important riches you could ever possibly have in Jesus Christ. There is abundance and it's an, it's an everlasting substance. You and I have an inheritance from a very wealthy father, the 50th Psalm. The Lord says to Israel to, to hear, and then he says, I am God, even thy God, for every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle upon a thousand hills. We have a father of abundance. Our Lord's wealth is beyond measure here and in heaven. He meets all of our need very easily with it according to his riches and glory. The song we sing is my father is rich in houses and land. He holdeth the wealth of the world in his hand of rubies and diamonds of silver and gold. His coffers are full. He has riches untold. Can we be glad tonight because of an abundance from our Father? It's an eternal substance. But there's also something else we see in this verse. We see an equal share. We are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Sharing equally from the Father's full coffers, as the song would say. You know, under Roman law, there was to be equal treatment going on. And what a portion we have inherited in that, in that we have equal inheritance with God's only begotten Son, that we share an inheritance with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We are not equal with Him. We are going to worship Him in heaven. Heaven wouldn't be anything without Jesus there. He's fully man, but He's also fully God. But we share an inheritance with Him. And there's an, there's an equality about it. It's equal. We will never be Christ, but we will be like Him one day and we equally, equally share an inheritance and we're eventually going to be shown that inheritance. It's coming and we're going, we're go, we already have it, but we're going to see it. We're going to possess it. We, you know, it says in the ver, end of verse 17 here, if so be that we suffer with him, 
that we may be also glorified together. We could think on a whole lot of suffering that we go through right now, or we can have our focus on the splendor of heaven and what's coming one day for us. Look, we're going to suffer tribulation here, but we must remember that we're only travelers. We are travelers here right now. We are just passing through when we are tempted to get twisted in our minds thinking that God is not thinking of us, that God has forsaken us, we must consider the promise that we have of the fullness of our inheritance. We can get glad about an abundance because Jesus said store it up. Jesus has promised that we have it. The word of God has let us know that we have a blessed inheritance in heaven and it is forever. We must consider the fullness of this inheritance and that we will fully realize it one day when we are in our Father's house, we're going to see how rich we are very soon. Set your affection on things above, not on things in this earth, Paul said in Colossians chapter 3. Believe it now though. Be lifted by it now. Claim the promise of what God has done now. We are going to a city that lieth four square, Revelation chapter 21 says. And I'll never forget telling my dad about this city before he went to be with the Lord. Oh, what amazing grace he was able to experience knowing the Lord laid in his life. And as I read this, I thought about reading it to him, and, and he really liked it. Uh, just, just touching through, Revelation 21 speaks of a wall of jasper. It speaks of a city of pure gold, garnished with precious stone, layered with jasper, with sapphire, with amethyst, with emerald, with topaz, and with some of these other stones that we can't pronounce. You find it all through Revelation 21, 12 gates of pearl, a street, singular, a street of gold that's going to be there pure gold, where the Lamb of God is lighting it up with the glory of God. There's no need for a light fixture there. There's no need for LEDs there. It's the glory of God that's going to light it up. And I tell you what, it's going to be worth it all one day. As a matter of fact, we're not preaching verse 18 tonight, but verse 18 says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Surely it will be worth it all one day. That's not wishful thinking. That's Bible truth. That's Holy Spirit revealed promise from the Word of God into our hearts that is lodged in. Hide the Word of God in your heart and consider your future a State, consider your future abundance that God has prepared for you. Praise the Lord. Eventually, this is going to be shown. It's as good as done, and it's going to be shown to the child of God. You are going to see and experience your abundance before God as a child of the King. Wow, can we be glad tonight? Can we be glad because of adoption? We have been adopted into the family of God through the God's precious Son, Jesus Christ. And awareness, the assurance that we experience. Several people went out door knocking. 
Saturday and, and when you gathered what some people believed, they had a belief, but they didn't have assurance with their belief. I tell you what, I, I see why they were inside and, and, and some other men were on the streets and, and young ladies on the streets going and telling of something because of an assurance that we have as children of God, awareness. God has not only given us these promises, He has not only given us of His Son and His salvation, He's made us aware that it is real and that we are, we are His and He is ours. Can we be glad because of an awareness tonight, but also because of an abundance an abundance that we have that God has promised to us. And, and I ask you as we close, this is, so, this is so geared to the children of God that the children of God might be encouraged, that we might just rejoice in the word of God tonight, that we just might consider and be refreshed, that we would knock the dust off of our, our daily ho-hum path, that, that if we're not looking to the things of heaven that we have now, let us be encouraged as we go, children of God. But for anyone here tonight, there has never been a time in your life where you said, okay, Jesus died for my sins. And, and I, I, I admit I'm a sinner. I believe I'm a sinner. You don't have to do much to convince me of that. But you say Jesus Christ died for my sins and he's the son of God. And, and he says if you trust him, he'll wash your sins away and give you eternal life. He'll free you from your sins. Your penalty's gone. If you believe in Jesus, I'll, I'll take him tonight. If that's never happened to you, you can trust in the Lord Jesus as your savior tonight. Have you been made glad as a child of the king. There's a gladness in your heart like you've never experienced before when the weight of guilt is lifted, when the penalty of sin is no longer yours, there is no more condemnation for you. You are free from your sins and Jesus is your Lord and Savior. Have you been made glad as a child of the king? Have you been placed on this very rich foundation in Jesus Christ. By the spirit of adoption, you will become the child of God by faith if you trust Him tonight. Aren't you glad, those of you who know Him, aren't you glad you've trusted Him? Aren't you glad to know, remember that day, maybe so long ago, that you believed on the Lord Jesus Christ and, and you were made anew like, the, like, like my friend told me one day, he said, after I was saved and walked outside, those birds, I knew what they were singing. I knew what they were singing about. You're a new creature in Christ. Whenever Jesus has lifted that debt from you, would you trust him tonight? We're going to go to the Lord in a word of prayer. We're going to have a time of invitation. And it doesn't take walking an aisle to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. But if you never have, we'd love to help you with God's word, that you can know how all your sins can be forgiven. And child of God, rejoice in that. Rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Let us pray. Father in heaven, Lord God, as we bow before your presence tonight, and Lord, we gather to share your word over and over, Lord. We, we know that this is your word it's unlike any other word we could have, Lord. I thank you for what it does for us. I thank you that it 
that it searches our hearts. And I thank you for the good and the strengthening your word does in the life of your people. I thank you for the drawing of souls to you by way of your truth. And Lord, if there be one here tonight or listening in who has never believed on the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior, we pray they would trust your Son as their Lord and Savior tonight and know the forgiveness of sins. Dear God, I want to thank you for what you're doing in this church uh, among your people, Lord, and the encouragement you're giving us and the help you're giving us, Lord. May we glorify you with it. May we serve you with our lives. Dear God, may we grow close in such an intimate relationship with you that we would know our Lord and Savior more. Lord, teach us and guide us. May we be surrendered to you tonight. We pray these things in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. Amen.